Kia ora, good morning and welcome to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on the run into Christmas. It's all downhill to here from here, Izzy. Uh, it's the Monday of the last week before Christmas. <laughs> oh, the downhill slide has already started for me in terms of eating. Oh man, I, I, I feel sick. I feel absolutely sick. It's been a big week, big weekend because... Had uh, the wife's uh, birthday last week, and I felt like since her birthday, I haven't stopped eating. And the scales reflected it this morning. <laughs> I put on, I think I put on a, a kilo and a half on the weekend. Wow. Mm. That's good effort. What, what did you eat to put on a kilo and a half? How much steak is that? Oh, what did I eat? Well, it all started on Thursday night. We went to Zodiac, which is in Christchurch, beautiful Asian fusion restaurant. Had a nice uh, a meal there with the kids, and then Friday we had uh, barbecue for Daisy's birthday. You know, birthday week. Thought I'd do the do the right thing, inviting a couple of her close friends over. So we had a big feed on Friday night, and then Saturday, what do we do? We had a birthday party with uh, Matt Todd's daughter. So we went over there, and you know, birthday parties, chips and dip and a bit of pizza and all that. And then on the way home, they left the wife there. She was having a secret Santa, so they got up to a bit of mischief. They took the kids home, and they wanted to have McDonald's. So when they have McDonald's, Daddy gets a bit of McDonald's with them. And then yesterday, we have an OG Christmas party at home with a couple of really close friends that we've known ever since we moved down here. We had ham. We had sausages, we had duck fat potatoes, Ooh. we had salads, we had garlic bread, we had ch- uh, chocolate fondants for, for dessert. So I, I thought, okay, I'll jump on the scales, a kilo and a half. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I am not eating all week. I'm going to go and try <laughs> and get back on a detox and get some goodness into me. Because when, you, when you've been eating clean for a very long time, you can't handle rich food. It goes straight through you. Um, Sorry if I've, I've ruined your morning, but <laughs> well, it doesn't yeah, sound like that's gone straight through you. It's it's stopped somewhere, obviously. Oh no, it's still going through <laughs> me, but it's stopping somewhere as well. So it's it's starting to to fill the gaps that have uh, uh, that have gone. So look, a big weekend. No more eating for Dagger this week, but an awesome weekend. There was plenty of sport happening, plenty of uh, celebration. It's that time of the year, Rick Dog, festive season. I'm sure you would have been similar, or you haven't started yet. Oh, yeah, no, a bit, bit of that, mate. Caught up with a mate haven't seen for ages who's had a bit of a rough year. Um, caught up with him on Friday, Arvo, and then uh, yep. rolled straight out of that into a mate's 50th drinks. And then <laughs> Saturday, kind of did some stuff with my daughter, took her swimming and stuff, but then had uh, had another friend's birthday up over in Whangaparoa. So I was up there for a bit, and then, uh, yeah, then came back and, and just chilled out with the, with, the, with the family. And then yesterday was a hit-the-couch day. Watch the cricket, watch the UFC. So that was me, mate. I wasn't, I wasn't particularly helpful around the house, to be fair. <laughs> well, say that. Like, I've been very, very helpful around the house. But I felt like I got the desk there oh, really? uh, last night. Yeah. Because we had our Christmas party, and mm-hmm. I've been running around doing a lot of things. And I booked a UFC, and I watched most of it. Well, I, didn't watch, I watched a little bit of the prelims. I, watched, uh, I scattered through the, the main card. And I watched the last two fights straight. Yeah. Uh, during the last two fights, it was dishes time. And I had to sit there and, and watch them. I got up and I said, look, sorry, I, I booked that. And I got the deaf stare. And I said, 
hold on, hold on, hold on. I've been holding the fort down. I've been grinding away, and then I just thought, okay, I've booked this, 40 bucks, so I'm going to watch it. Yeah. Because I need to talk about it tomorrow. It's work. So I watched it. Uh, it's work, but... Yeah, didn't really understand that. I felt like it uh, it ruined the day. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though. It didn't well, ru- it didn't ruin uh, your day uh, as anywhere near as much as it ruined Bryce Mitchell's day. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. That, that was scary, wasn't it? That was... Like, it was convulsing on the ground. Yeah, that was one of the uh, gnarliest one-punch knockouts I've ever seen. Mm. Yeah, I mean, and that card yesterday was fantastic. Like, I think there was only two fights went to the cards. Everything else got stopped uh, at some point. Two main events. Yeah, so it was uh, it was a fantastic day of UFC. But yeah, Josh Emmett, because Bryce Mitchell coming in, that he's a real grappler. He's a guy that if he gets you down, mm. you know, he, yeah, basically if you're on the ground with that guy, you, it's only a matter of when you lose, not if you lose. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Josh Emmett doing his best to make sure that he wasn't going backwards at any point. But yeah, he got Bryce Mitchell to walk onto that hook, and man, that was devastating. If you're a fighter and you're out there, like, how, how do you cel- celebrate something like that? Like, you've just pretty much hurt this guy. Mm. Uh, you, you can't really imagine he'll be fighting anytime soon when he's convulsing on the ground. He's got a young family. Like, it's a tough one, isn't it? Because you want to go out there, it's like, get hurt, or hurt him, or, or be hurt yourself. Yeah, well, it's, so it's, it's a. It's an interesting one. Like, you celebrate it. Do you go over the top? Like, he was pretty humble about it. Or was he? I guess it depends on what's (laughs) happened in the lead up, right? Because you see, so, Mm. you know, I remember um, Jorge Masvidal against Ben Askren. And Ben Mm. Askren had just been talking all sorts of rubbish about Masvidal's mum and his Cuban background Mm. and all sorts of stuff leading into that fight. And Jorge Masvidal knocked him out with a flying knee in the first two or three seconds because he knew that Aspen mm. was going to try and take him down straight off the bat. Uh, and because of all the smack that had gone on before, there was no chill from Jorge Masvidal no. at all. No. He got mm. down on on the mat and counted him out like a WWE uh, judge uh, referee would and just got in mm. his face and did all sorts of stuff. So I think it depends. Um, Bryce Mitchell yeah. had said a few things. I think Josh Emmett wanted to celebrate. He stood up and started giving it to him and then saw what he was doing on the floor and went, I should probably just stop doing this now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, look, I wouldn't have minded if uh, Colby Covington went down and, and started convulsing. No, you never wish that upon anyone. But leading up to that, that was the reason I booked this card. Yeah. Because of what went on in the press conference and how directive he was to his father being murdered and just seeing what it did to Leon Edwards. It shook him. And I was like, man, this guy's an absolute rat. Like, how far? What is too far in terms of pre-game trash talk? For me, that that, that is too personal. That is too far. And, and you lose a lot of credibility uh, from it. We see it a lot out there. Like, is this all part and parcel of sports? Should we accept this, Ricardo, should we accept what people say, how, how well, cutthroat they are when it comes in terms of trying to rattle someone? Was that a bit too far or was that part and parcel of the game of UFC because it did what it needed to do, marketing success, it made me book the fight? Yeah, well, it did, well that's the thing. It, it, that is about selling fights, right? But I think there, that was too far. And there's been a few, mm. a few times where it's gone too far when um, – 
Conor McGregor has done it a couple of times mm. where he's gone yeah. too far as well. Uh, talking about, oh, I'm trying to remember who it was now, but he, yeah, he was talking about somebody's faith and um, calling, you know, calling terrorists and all sorts of stuff. And you know that that Khabib. was, yeah, that's right, Khabib. Yeah, so that you know, mm. I think there there is time, but you know, this I've really noticed that this has ramped up since the company that owns the WWE bought UFC. You reckon that's yeah. why why it's going like this? Oh, well, I mean, are, you like, sure? do you, are they getting told to do this? I think there was a little to sell fights. There was a little bit of this. There was a little bit of selling fights before that, but it's mm. ramped up massively since that's happened. So, I, yeah, I mean, there was even a point, and I'm like you, don't like Covington. He's mm. a, a, a horrible person, but. Mm. Even when he said what he said, and then he he had to do the face down with Leon, and he realised, yeah. hang on a minute, I might have like you could see it in his face. He's like, I think he was scared yesterday. I think he was legit mm. scared. I think so too. Yeah, and and <laughs> he he said that I couldn't quite catch it. He said something like, it, "I was playing a character, or it was a character." He said that to Leon in the face off. Mm. When mm. he was, you know, when he was wearing, so I, I, I do reckon that they, they are told to play it up. Well, he comes out like a revolutionary United States soldier from the seventeen hundreds. So you would, I wouldn't be surprised if he's playing the character. And there was a lot of characters in the crowd: Sean Strickland, Duplessis going at it in the crowd, telling um, uh, Gilbert Burns' son to move aside, <laughs> jumping over and start having a big old scrap. Sean Strickland gets uh, carried out. Well, what has that done? Yeah, marketing one hundred and one. I'm going to book that fight now. Well, exactly because yeah, Strickland. Can, are they Strickland's getting told to do this? I reckon they are. I reckon they are. I don't. Oh, I don't wow. even think that's a conspiracy. I think you can actually track it from when the UFC was bought by the company that owns WWE. You can track it. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. But anyway, let's talk about a few other things, mate. We got uh, the cricket yesterday. We got Shane Bond coming on after seven. Uh, be good to get his thoughts and uh, Hot Rod McSwain as well, former uh, New Zealand MMA pro fighter who uh, is a trainer now. He's coming on after eight. We'll talk more of the UFC. But as he took us through the kicker, talk us through the kicker, my friend. <laughs> Why have you come to me for the kicker? Wow. Okay, the kicker. Daggers donation, Kempe's kicker. Well, we got rivered. I'm sorry to say it, but we nearly won $1,800. So we had a five-leg multi, and we had a $50 bonus bet, and we went with uh, Utah Jazz to beat the Knicks, paying $2.65. That came in, and that was probably our, our, our bogey, oh, I feel, mm-hmm. that, that got up and gave us a genuine chance. We had Complicate meet two Tarapa race seven. Well, Complicate got there by a nod. Watch that race because I had it in my multi as well. And it just got the bob on the line to, to get third, paying two bucks. Moved to strike for OP's 2000th win. Uh, won easily at Tarapa in race one. That paid $1.50. Chica Mojito uh, for a top four. It paid two bucks. Actually came third in uh, race seven. So there you go. And we just needed Can He Rock race eight at Tarapa. And can he rock for a top three? Then came fifth. Oh. And Dionysus won that with Warren Kennedy. And there was a lot of chat about Dionysus throughout the week to win that race. And Warren Kennedy, well, it won. And it paid $2 something. Well, if that had came third or second or first, can he rock for $2.30? Four of yours would have got about 400 bucks each. And I'm sorry, we got riveted again. We got riveted. Uh, the kicker will do it one more time for 2023. Uh, on Thursday. That was a good way to do it, though. 
Good way to do it, wasn't it? Get, yeah, it a, get a couple more in there and and get us a juicy return and nearly had success in the end. Candy Rock cost me a, a wee bit too for my multi on the weekend. So who was that? Was that Cam? Well, no, was that Barry? Who, who, picked, who picked Candy Rock? Murray. Robbie? Murray. Oh, Murray. That's your last, mate. <laughs> <laughs> so that was how the kicker went. How about this? Yes, the audio doesn't do it justice, but go and search. It's everywhere. It's on X, Twitter, whatever you want to call it. It'll be on Facebook, be on YouTube. Uh, Josh Emmett's one-punch knockout of Bryce Mitchell. That was my simply the best for the weekend, is he? Oh, that was a goodie. That was a goodie. I saw him convulsing on the ground, and I thought, ooh, this is Nasty, because like I said yesterday, I was in and out of the uh, the prelims and kind of the the start of the main main card, um, so I missed that punch. But I've seen it on Twitter, and it is devastating. So go have a look. It was a hell of a UFC 296 yesterday, and well, Dana White doesn't stop. He's announced a couple more going forward. So marketing 101, that they're, they're taking daggers money, and I'm pretty sure. They're going to be taking plenty. Well, mine was yesterday as well. Taking a listen to this. Here is Young, who will get his 100 this time. Goes back, elegantly plays the ball through extra cover. What a knock, Will Young. New Zealand under Juris early. He got through that testing time and has filled his boots. Will Young, 100 off 82. He's sure if oh, going down one. the wicket, hitting high. It's enormous. Straight up in the air. I don't think it's long enough, though. On a ridiculous catch at Deepman Wicket. Falling over. It's Will Young. Yes, a day out for Will Young. Uh, got put into bat down in Dunedin. Uh, it was a tough old day there for fans and cricketing watchers on the telly and TV and did Duke. Uh, the rain was about scattered. We only got 30 overs. Um, and we got to a result in the end. The Black Caps getting up 239 for 7 off their 30 overs, beating Bangladesh 200 for 9 off their 30 overs. But Will Young had a day out, 105 off 84 balls. There's been a lot of chat about that opening pair, and Will Young did his very best. He come in for the young Finn Allen, and he showed signs that uh, the future is bright. But he didn't just do it with the bat, he also did it with the hands. And when I say hands... Only hand, one-handed catch on the boundary, leaping, coming so close to the boundary rope to take a catch from Adam Milne. Uh, a very, very good day out. He was in there at the start when, while well, things weren't looking so great, when Russian Ravindra, he's out for a second ball duck, followed by Henry Nichols, second ball duck. You're thinking, oh, no, this is going to be a difficult day. Mm. But Tom Latham and Will Young come in and steadied the ship. Tom Latham, 92 of 77, and they did enough to get the job done. So Will Young was my simply the best. A great day yesterday for Will.